in the streets. Look who's back in the streets. Set free. Set free. Look who's back in the streets. OG set free. Set free. Look who's back in the streets. OG set free. Let me tell you a little story about the boys from the hood. Anaheim was the city where we made up the goods. 95 was the kid that we came up with the plan. Now we just need a name. It's called a set free man. All right, all right. Here we are. Welcome, everybody, listeners. Those of you tuning in, make sure you share this podcast with everybody on planet Earth that you know. This is Dr. Phil with my co partner in crime, Gabriel Godley. And we got a special guest in the studio. And would you address yourself, sir? Jesse Sanchez, pastor of Living Word in the Desert, Indio, California. Oh, man, yeah. man. We're going to have a good time tonight here. Listen, if you're tuning in, any shout-outs you got, Godly Gabe? Yeah, I want to give a, a shout-out real quick to this lady, Stacy. We did a, uh, went helped this outreach in uh, Vegas a few weeks ago. Okay. She came up to me. She says, hey, I got saved at Set Free with Pastor Phil 25 years ago. Wow. Sent me to a ranch. I got off drugs, got clean, and immediately her life started being better. She's a... Uh, what does it call it? A phlebotomy? Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. She yeah. does that and you know has a motorcycle and just praising Jesus. And she oh. gives all credit through uh, Set Free and Pastor Phil. Oh, man. So I, to you, I'm telling you, folks. Hey, take you a look know. at this mug. God yeah. will use anybody. Yeah. He'll take the black sheep of society and he'll put a new song in our hearts, a new message you know, out of our mouth. And we'll be able to tell people about Jesus. And that's good news. That's good news. Anybody yeah. else you want to say hi to, Godly? Yeah, all the end-day soldiers and, like I said, all the people that I got to meet uh, a few weeks ago over there in Vegas. That's beautiful. Out there with uh, Pastor Billy Price. Pa- Pastor Billy. Ay, ay, ay. I'm hey, telling you. He's, he's a rascal for Jesus. I yeah. love it, man. Like yeah. I said, I, t- I look in that mirror and he uses me yeah. in spite of myself. So <laughs> I'm happy. Pastor Jesse, what an honor it is to have you here in the house. Definitely. We're at Hope Radio 24-7 because we'd be serving Jesus 24-7. And we got Sean over there running the the mic and the music and all this kind of stuff. Wonderful brother. Hope Recovery. This is a place. And uh, like I said, people, he just shared with me that Brenda Crouch was here. uh, Paul Crouch Jr.'s wife, you know. TBN. Part of the TBN uh, family uh, legacy, you know. And so she's here. She's got a book out and doing great things. So in this very room, I mean, there's uh, the presence of the Lord is here. And Pastor Jesse, uh, we want to focus tonight on your life, your story, and your ministry. But just let me give a few shout outs to my beautiful wife, Saint Sandra. And 42 years of putting up with my shiznit, you know, she's just a wonderful woman. And I got beautiful kids, man. My oldest son, Geronimo, he's in the prison ministry right now. And then I got my son, Mr. MJ. He's the golden child. He's just a wonderful family man. Got my son, Chill. Best music in the world. Go to Chill Music. Chill Music. He's just got wonderful music. And then I got my beautiful daughter, Trina. She is just the brains of the whole Aguilar outfit. And then I got my youngest son, Rock, is what he likes to go by nowadays. And he's my future multimillionaire son. He's a creative little genius. Got like that. And then I got 23 wonderful grandkids out there. Somewhere they're out there, like I said, little (laughs) rascals. But uh, like I I like to tell people, like I said, the Bible says, be fruitful and multiply. And I've been doing a pretty good job of that in my life. You know, that's one of the commandments that I've obeyed (laughs) pretty well. And I want to say hi to all the Set Free family worldwide everywhere. My Church of God family, my congregation family, you know, Living Word 
family. You know, all you people out there that have been part of my life. I got to talk to one of my old musicians uh, last night, uh, Will Morrison. He was one of my keyboard men. And uh, boy, it's great seeing him. And then I, I'm praying for a friend of mine named Carl Tuttle. He's in the hospital right now. He had a stroke and stuff. So remember Carl Tuttle, but he's the one with John Wimber started the Vineyard Churches, and he's the, the man that wrote that song, Hosanna, and so much other music. That's and he's just a wonderful. I got to meet him recently at the Lonnie Frisbee um, wow. dedication we have. And, you know, that's it, folks. I mean, if you're, you're awake and alive and tuning into this, I mean, you're, you're, you're in good shape and stuff like that. There's people hurting, people overdosing on drugs, stuff going on everywhere. So I thank God for our guest tonight, Pastor Jesse, because he's doing the stuff. That's oh, why yeah. we're here in studio tonight. And, uh, so Pastor Jesse, let me start off with this. Just give me a little brief description of where you're from anyway. And, you know, how, how do you happen to get being a pastor of a church? You know, uh, I have. I was born in L.A. I was born in Los Angeles, uh, right there in Bellflower. Okay. And I was I was there for uh, my parents and my mom, my little brother were there. We were there for Huntington Park for when I yeah, was about seven years old. And then we, we moved to the Coachella Valley. Okay. At eight years old, I was in the Coachella Valley, and uh, you know, it was a uh, it was all uh, it was just all. Uh, the poor mentality for my life, you know, it's just the the poverty mentality. Living in a, living in, a, you know, close to a, 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 it was in the backyard and in a in a little shack, and you know, that's all I knew. You know, it's just. Did you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have a brother named Manuel. You know, he's uh, and I got other other brothers. You know, uh, Victor and uh, Albert, Joe. Uh, I got a, a, two sisters, Maria, you know, Dora. A big family, yeah. 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 They, they, that was from my, my dad was, you know, my dad was one of those. Uh, Rolling Stones. Know, yeah, he was an Abraham, you know, he was, uh, <laughs> that was his first, that was his first batch. I'm on second batch. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he, he had the power of Abraham. But, you know, we, we moved to the desert and a lot a lot of things transpired there. It's all, it's all where, where I grew up. You know, seeing uh, is the regular thing. Seeing uh, the violence, seeing the, the the drugs, you know, all that, all that crazy stuff, and uh, you know, uh, it wasn't too long, too long when I was just about thirteen years old, where I just, I just decided to go full out, you know, for the de- for for the devil, yeah, you know, and and even though my parents went to church and they were Christians, you know, they were good. Good parents. Yeah. They were not bad. They tried their best. My mom worked at McDonald's. She passed away in March, you know, and, um, you know, uh, my dad passed away many years ago, but they, they tried their best. So mama tried. Mama tried, like I said, and you were just a, one of them wayward, prodigal kids. Did you end up getting locked up when you were a young man? Oh, yeah. So at, you know, 13, at 14, I started started a gang in Desert Hot Springs. Wow. And uh, one of the reasons is because I didn't like the other gangs in the Coachella Valley. <laughs> they, I just I just didn't agree with what they were doing. But I I, I uh, uh, got with some friends, three friends of ours, and we started a gang. It's still active. Not the same, but still active. And uh, just got locked up for for a assault with a deadly weapon. Wow. Uh, body of harm to another person, you know. And uh, attempted murder, dropped that charge. And you know, I was I was in in, in for two years. Wow! And but that, that's that's where that's where the Lord touched me. You know, even though I escaped uh, Twin Pines Ranch, which is a placement for uh, for the 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 youth, 
even though I took off and went to Mexico for a little bit. Okay. You yeah. know, because they were in my mom's house. You know, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was active. 13, 14, wow. 15, 16. I got locked up at 16. So you were on the run. You were on the on run. Yeah. You didn't know you were running from God. I was. I, I didn't know, you know. Uh, they would preach to me. They would talk to me about the Lord. They would tell me about Jesus. I just didn't want to, you know, I just wanted to get out of the room. Yeah. I just want to get out of the room. I just, you know, just something to just get out of there and just hear it. I'm sure there's somebody tutored in right now, too. They probably wanted to get out of the room. They or... wanted to get out of the room. Yeah. But God has a plan. And so uh, my dad had a heart attack. And uh, he didn't die, but he called me from Mexico. And he says, hey, son, you got to turn yourself in, surf in, self in. And, um, you know, what you got to do is, uh, uh, you know, you got to kill this. And so I turned myself in. But it was the best thing that can ever happen in my life, because when I turned myself in, you know, eventually I went to another place. I thought I was gonna do five years in YA, but God's hand had a different, uh, a different plan. Nice. And uh, and there I met the chaplain, a chaplain that bugged me all the time. His name was Ruben Morales, and he always bugged me. Hey, come on, let's go to chapel. Let's go to chapel. Let's go to chapel. And I said, man, I don't want to hear about this, you know. Mm. And I was still doing doing drugs and. Still smoking weed, you know. My nickname was Zombie at that time, and I was just, I just, <laughs> I was just doing things. And but I just to shut him up, I went, and I said, "I'm gonna go." But when I went, there was this message, and I don't remember the message, but it, I remember the power. Wow, you understand? Wow, it's just, uh, I just don't remember the message, but I remember the power that that drew me into the altar, and that's where I asked God, "I got if you're for real," and I was 18. If you're for reals, come into my life. Oh my! That's God. all it took. That's all it took, Chief. That's all it took. At sixteen, uh, eighteen, eighteen. Yeah, because I did two years, sixteen, seventeen, eight. Yeah, well, yeah. And uh, that's all it took. And nothing, nothing biblical, like you know, you know. Repeat after me. It was just if you're for reals, come into my life. And then when I got up from my knees, I kid you not, man. Everything seemed like I took a, a tab of acid. Oh, okay. And if okay. people don't know about acid, don't try it. But, it, <laughs> you know, it looks like everything's more than 3D. Yeah. And uh, it, everything was colorful. The grass was green. And it was always green. Sky was blue. It was you always just, blue. It, everything just became alive to you, though. Everything. And I was just wow. sitting back smiling. Wow. And I never smiled. And I, and someone came up to me and said, I told you Jesus was real. The, the zombie man came alive, man. And then somebody, I like that when somebody came up and said, I told you he was real. Oh, I told you he was real. Maybe you're listening tonight. And like I said, you have, you're a zombie maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're walking around bumping your head. You don't know what's going on. That's okay. That's okay. Because right. Jesus going to hunt you down. Even if you go to Mexico. It don't matter where you <laughs> go. It don't matter where you go. Because he's going to find me. The Holy yeah. Ghost, how's the heaven going to get you? Yeah. So here you are. You're 18 years old now. You give your life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Were you locked up when you gave your life to Jesus? Yes. Yes. I was okay. So you were happy when you were locked up. Yes. Yes. Because wow. there, I didn't know how to read. I didn't know how to write. And so the chaplain, he gave me his Bible. And he says, I'm going to teach you. And he goes, just read it. And though it was a King James, he just says, just, just, he started sitting down with me and just reading it. Wow. And I would repeat it, and I would read it with them, and by the time you know I'm reading the Bible. So nice. somebody was there to mentor you. Yes. Isn't that, isn't that nice? Like I said, somebody did it for you, and now there's a lot of Jessies out there. There's a lot, many. All over the world. There's a lot of Gabe Godleys all over, and there's a lot of Dr. Phil's all over that 
we we need to first hear it, but the power. I like that part, the power, and that's what God is. A lot of times, uh-huh. you know, people tell us about God, but where's the power in that? Like I said, so He had the power to change you from a zombie man to a happy man while you were locked up. Okay, what did you do right after after that? You started reading the Bible. Yeah, matter of fact, it reminds me what Paul says. I didn't come with enticing words, but with the power. There you go. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, right right after that. He, uh, he he taught me a lot basics, and I and I went into a place you know like a home, because I knew right after I got out of there that I couldn't go back to the neighborhood. Right. Not that I was scared. Not that I, I was a leader, but it was that I knew that I uh, I wasn't strong enough. In my, I knew in my heart I was. That's strong so enough. smart. Yeah, yeah, that's so smart. Sometimes we want to jump back into the race too quickly. We want to get into the fast lane. And we're not ready for it. I tell people all the time, like I says, man, don't move too fast. You start tripping, you know. You got to take it slowly. So you were mentored well then. Yes, yes, yes. This man was uh, was precious to me, man. Beautiful. Very precious. And uh, he, he's long gone now, but he, he was very precious to yeah, me. Yeah, he, he made and, a major impact yes. in your life, and that's that's a wonderful yes. thing. Okay, so what did you do next? Well, after I went to that home, and, and what, I went. What was the name of the home? It was called Victory Life. Victory Life. Yeah, and that, and is uh, that's my name of the home I still have. You know, nice. I just I just copied that that name. Um, you know, after that, I just uh, I just went to this little church. After I went, I graduated the home. You know, because when I was in the home, it, I went voluntarily. I didn't go because I was court committed. I didn't go because, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to lose my kids or anything like that. You weren't detoxing from drugs or anything. I wasn't detoxing from drugs or anything like that. I just, I knew I needed more help. You know, I was saved, but I had issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I still had issues. And so when I was done with that, uh, I went back, I went back to the desert with my, with my girl, which we've been married now for uh, 24 years. Wow. Yeah. We what? got married very young. You know, I was we were I was nineteen, she was eighteen when we got married. But I went back and uh we got married and then we, we lived with my parents for a little bit and I started going to this little church. Little little church, uh little small church, probably like ten people. Okay. For three years I was just sitting there. Wow. They didn't even know who I was. <laughs> the homeboys and all that and it was straight in the in that city that, that I was I was I started a gang, but you know, no one bothered me, you know, nothing like that. And they had respect. And I was just sitting there listening to this guy and just learning the word Beautiful. in a whole different way. Yeah, God bless all those little uh, churches of 10 people. Well, yeah. you know what? I couldn't afford Bible college, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this guy was a, he was a, he was a, 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 he knew his Bible. He knew his word. And he was just teaching, teaching on faith and you know, te- teaching on prayer, you know, the, just teaching deep, you know, and, and I, I was just enjoying it. And nice. and I just looked at him and this is a white guy over here t- teaching me this, you know. And, but I sat down and in three years just hearing it. Well, hearing yeah. It. See, you were hungry to learn, though. That's what made the difference, like I said, you know. And uh, and so God opened up your heart and everything like that. You were at the set, set for university of your place, you know, like yeah. I said. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was. And, um after that, you know, after those three years, I felt a tug in my heart, and I, you know, I was working at a body shop during those three years, 
and I'm working at a, uh, you know, prepping cars, getting them ready to get painted. And I and I remember this tug in my heart, and through all these teachings and, you know, getting close to the Lord, I I knew the tugging of the Holy Spirit, and I can feel the Holy Spirit telling me now it's time. Oh, now I would fight that because I was 22. Oh yeah, and I was like, and and at 22 I looked like I was 16. And I told him, time for what? You know, time to start a church. And I said, I go, I don't know nothing about no starting church. Wow, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as 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 soon as that happened, I went home. My wife says, uh, I need to talk to you. And we started talking. She says, uh, the Lord told me to tell you, you know, we need to start a church. Wow. And I didn't even talk to her. Wow. So that's confirmation that the Lord will speak to your wife. Oh, yeah. Also. Oh, that's when for something's, sure. Something's, set, you know, solid, you know. And uh, so that's a young, you're a young man, and God young worked man. overtime on you, you know, got you saved as a teenager still. And here you, but you sat down there and learned for and three learned, years. Learned very patiently, sat down. Man. Listen. Kept my mouth shut, didn't preach for three years. Wow, and then you feel this tugging on your heart. Yeah. God sp- spoke to you in that way, like I said, where you knew it was him, and then you hear it from your wife. Man, I heard what? it from my wife. That's a, definitely a wake-up call from the Lord, it you know? It sure is, it sure is. And so what I just did was, I kind of, you know, when the Bible, they went from, the Bible says it went from house to house, you know. And so I just said, well, we'll just do a Bible study. I just start a little Bible study, and so that's what I do. I was working at the Bible shop, having a little Bible study in the evening, at at a at a house, in the living room, and uh, people started coming. You know, wow. the word spread out, and some people the word spread out because some people didn't believe I was saved. Yeah, <laughs> well, a lot of people come because they're inquisitive about it. They're curious to go, man, what's going on with Jesse, man? I you know, hear he's into God or. He's really into religion, that type of thing like that. So they started coming to your house. Yeah, they started. Well, it wasn't my house. It was another a different house and uh, a friend of mine's. In my house was, I, I, I couldn't do it in my house. It wasn't it wasn't big enough, you know. <laughs> but uh, uh, they started coming. And all, all, all out of nowhere, I just started, you know, printing these things before there was a an actual printer we had these uh I forgot what they were called word processors or whatever it was and printed out and faith on and I would just teach on faith oh, and I would get commentaries before there was uh before there was the internet I would get the the commentaries and read them and you know read okay well with, prepare myself yeah for that night man and okay with these on faith tomorrow's on love and we just left our, our friend, Pastor Kirk Overstreet, who's a church planner, and he meets people, and they'll say, well, to start a church, I need this, or I need that, or I got to do this. And here you are. You, The Bible says don't despise small beginnings. Small here beginnings. you were. You just sat in a small little church, learned from somebody who mentored you, but you were hungry to learn. You knew the power of God. You know, you got confirmation that God wanted you to start a church. Right. You found a friend's house. Mm-hmm. He was willing to open up his house. Correct. And you didn't need to have the internet or Google up things like that. Nothing. You found what you were looking for, and people came. I'm telling you, there's yeah. a lot of you listening to right now probably want to start a ministry, start a church, but you're just as scared. Yeah, you're afraid. They're, they're yeah. scared. Yeah. Yeah. They, we live in a different <clears throat> age. You know, uh, they want backup. They want money. They want this. They want that. But when you're called, you're called. 
There you go. So you're there. You are. What did you do? Like Sunday services, or I would, I would, uh, I would do midweek, a uh, midweek night service, uh, Bible study. But after we could start getting a little big, you know, people started coming to the the, the living room. We said to well, we <clears throat> we need to start praying for a storefront. So uh, we found a storefront. Okay. In the in Cathedral City. And it's not too far from where I'm at right now. And India is probably like uh, 15 minutes away of that, you know, off the freeway. And uh, we walked around and we did the, the Jericho walk and oh, all, yeah. that, all nice. that crazy stuff. And uh, we would walk and, and pray. And, and I would think to myself, well, how am I going to, you know, these people that are coming, you know, where's the money at? <laughs> where's oh, the, yeah. How am I going to pay for a storefront? And uh, but sure enough, you know, God gave me favor. He uh, the the la- the landowner of that place, you know, they 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 say you can come in for free for 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 a month. Wow! And so that took that took me a month to get these uh, people to start giving to yeah. learn how to give. And I, I started looking in on you know about giving. See, all all this was uh, I didn't learn how to pastor. I didn't know how to pastor a church. I just seen people do things. Yeah, but I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't have, you know, that hands-on You training. were hands-on, on-the-job training like that. You were willing to learn. And I like it because you started in a storefront. T.D. Jakes started in a storefront. I started in a storefront. I Hello. mean, that's... Come on now. That's, you know, that's yes. simple little things. Simple yeah. little things. So here you get you get a storefront. They're going to give you one month free rent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go and, for and then from, from there, just <clears throat> I, I, I uh, went in there and... We got some chairs. They were just, just regular chairs. We got some, uh, uh, remember, if, if people remember Radio Shack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got some Radio Shack uh, microphones. Come on now. Radio Shack speakers. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah. You know, ster- stereo house. Stereo R- house. Radio Shack is not with us anymore. <laughs> no more. <laughs> but Living Word is with us, yeah. <laughs> Living so. Word in the desert is, yes. And, uh, you know, the... Those uh, I didn't care about the microphone at once. We didn't have no no mics or anything. It's just uh, giving out the word. But the most important thing was this, Pastor uh, Phil, uh, was my wife and I would go out in the night times and pass off flyers. Just go out and pass off flyers and black and white flyers. At that time, our church was called End Times Christian Center. Ooh, okay, you. you know, and, and, and so we were just passing off flyers. You know, we were just passing off flyers. And uh, we'll go to the park, and since people knew me, you know, hey Jesse, what's going on? You know, I say, hey, man, I'm gonna invite you to church. And Beautiful. So they come pass off flyers, and, and you're, you're in your early twenties right now, still, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow. I, I'm twenty. I, I'm in my twenties, and uh, um, you're inviting people to church. I, I'm inviting people to church. I am a little, a little scared. Yeah, you know, because you know people that say I ain't, but but I was, you know, because yeah. I was like, well, how, what's what's going on? What what, what happened in my life? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's going on here? You know, and uh, you know, it, it was uh, it was the ups and the downs. I think that the beginning of a church church that's where you, you you're gonna either make it or not. That's yeah. that's that, that's where you're gonna show you, uh, if you're gonna or not. yeah, if you're gonna if it's gonna happen, and so. Uh, I used I I would go before I go to work, I would pray at the at the storefront. Then I go to work. Nice. And then I, you know, when we had church on Wednesdays at that time, you know, open it up. Sometimes we had two people. Sometimes we had three. 
sometimes we have force, and uh, I couldn't look at that. Yeah. You know, I was like, what happened to all those people in the living room, you know? And I just kept on believing. Oh, there because you I go. said, well, you, you call me. You call me. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to do this. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Yeah. You, I did it. I didn't want to do this. You call me. I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to work and make money and have a house and all that good stuff that the, 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 the white picket fence life, you know, there I you just what I wanted to have. But, you know, I said, you call me. And, and we went through some real hard times. Yeah. You know, and, there was times where, you know, uh, I, I had the first time that I bought my house, uh, the realtor says, you know, uh, he says to me, he goes, uh, I got a house for you. And I says, I ain't got no money, you know, to buy a house. And back then, the house that I have and I still have it was 60000 know, And... I was, uh, I was, I was, I was still doubting because I came out of a poverty, poverty yeah. life. Yeah. I came out of the low income mentality. I was like, what are we talking about? You know? Yeah, I'm not going to have anything. You know, no, no, I need no. the government to help me. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, where's the government? Where did I sign? You know, where did I sign my life? So I can, yeah, that's so clear. I can have the government help me. But it, it wasn't that it was, he, he told me, he goes, you preach on faith. He threw it at my face. You preach on faith, not believe it. Wow. That's gonna happen, and it did happen. But there was times that uh, there was a time I remember very, very, uh, very clearly that we couldn't pay any, the, we couldn't pay any uh, utilities, the only the rent, and so we moved to my mother-in-law's. So I was still pastoring the storefront, and it was growing. And coming out from my mother-in-law, sleeping on the floor. My mm. wife was pregnant, you know, and I was like, this is, this is crazy. How am I going to do this? And, uh, sure enough, you know, uh, God, God always comes through. He, he's, uh, he, he gave me a scripture when I was locked up and it's my favorite scripture, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. So I know the thoughts that I have for you. It says the Lord thoughts of peace, not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Yes. And when I read that scripture, when I was locked up, that, that thing lit up like it was, you know, there was a flashlight behind it. Yeah. And that was the promise that I always kept in mind and then in my heart, tattooed it in my heart. I would say, if you got a fair scripture, tattoo it in your heart. You know, I just kept it in my, my life, kept it in mind. I said, okay, Lord, you you know the thoughts. It's not evil. Um, I know how to go through some hard times. I, I know what it is, but I don't want my wife going through all this, sleep, you know, sleeping on the floor and, and our house is abandoned. You know, all, all, only thing we're paying is the rent. And sure enough, you know, it's, uh, uh, things started coming together little by little. People, st God started seeing the, you know, I, I, I basically believe that God sees the faith, our faith. He's moved by faith, right? He's pleased by our faith. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, he started just bringing people here and there and, and, uh, and money started coming in, but not, not, not tons of money, but enough. To make it happen. Yeah, you're telling the story like it says. A lot of times, people see where you're at now. I see you, a nice place, nice house, nice car, yeah. nice things. But people don't realize, hey, you know, you put in work. So go ahead, continue yes. on. Yeah. So from that that point forward, you know, uh, I can't I, I can remember one time I got crazy and the land owner said, you know, you need to put the name of the church on top of the of the storefront outside. So and I says, well. If you don't, we're going to evict you. <laughs> so I went to Mexicali, did it for cheap, 
they got the fake sticker <laughs> that says Cal- it, it was uh, it was approved by 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 USA. You know, you can do a lot of things in Mexico. Just, boom, and I brought all those letters. And I told the church, you're going to pay for this or I'm going to quit. Okay, that's a good challenge. I'm going to quit. I'm going to go somewhere else and pass somewhere else. And sure enough, they all got up and threw the money in the little, little altar, altar and uh, it was enough to put it up. Beautiful. But, yeah. you know, it, it, we have to challenge. God challenged me, I challenged him. And so it, it was always a challenge to, to pastor church. I was there in the storefront for three and a half years. Okay, three and a half three years. And a half years. Uh, how big did your group grow there? It, it, it grew about 30. Okay. 30, because that's all I can hold, if that. Yeah, you know, yeah, kind of like one, one nursery, one nursery, and and my office was was a little small, little place, you know. I I, I can barely fit in. Very anymore. humble beginnings. Very humble. That's beautiful. Very God, humble. God loves a humble heart, you know. So there you are. What was your next step after that little place? Well, the next step was uh was was what am I going to do now? You know, some people just stay there. They're 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 comfortable there, and I met a lot of them. pastors that stay there, and if you're pastors. You're hearing this, you know, you need to just step out by faith, do something else. Some people are comfortable staying there. I wasn't. And I was paying a lot of money, and I didn't have the rich people. You know, I I was going for the, the down and outers, the drug addicts, the, the prostitutes, the gang bangers. You know, I was going right. for, the, for all those that nobody wanted. Right. And the throwaway people, the throwaway yeah. throwaway people, because they're, 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 uh, they're, they're diamonds, man. They're diamonds. They're diamonds. They're loyal, you know, and I maybe mean, not all of them, but they're all they're loyal <laughs> when you when you see them, you know that that someone cares for them. Yeah, you know, and so you know they they then then I said, Lord, what, what are we gonna do now? And he said, and and he told me, he goes, well, go go down the street and go rent out a church. And my pride was keeping me from that. From like, I ain't gonna rent no church out, you know. If you're gonna give me a church, I'm gonna give me my own church. Well, I'm not gonna rent nobody's church, but this is a trip. And after fighting with, you know, fighting with the Lord and doing the Jacob and wrestling with God, and, oh, yeah. and I won't let you go. You know, all that good stuff. Uh, I seen this church down the street. Went went there, and I said, you know what? My name is so and so. My name is Jesse Sanchez. I have a church called Intense Christian Center, and uh, we're growing. And I just want to see if I can rent out your facility. And it was in the same city. And the the pastor said, uh, he was an older pastor, uh, John Wesley Smith. Imagine mm. that. Yeah. <laughs> and he was he, he was uh he was blind. He was he was he can he was blind. But uh he had relatives that were that would uh help him. But he was the man. And he and he says, I'll call you. I'll call you. So I went home and I sat in my um, I sat in my I sat on my uh, my couch, and I said, I told the Lord, see, I told you nobody wanted me. You know, I told you they didn't care. <laughs> but it was a week later that that he called me. Mm. And he goes, is this uh, Jesse Sanchez? I said, yes. I said, well, this is John Wesley Smith. And he goes, uh, a pastor of this church. And I was like, yeah, okay, well. He goes, uh, you still want to rent it out? I said, and I stayed quiet for a little bit, like, whoa, you know. <laughs> I said, yeah, sure, you know, and so I went over there, and I asked them what 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 uh, you know you know the ins and outs, well how much, and we could afford it. But the thing was this, 
I can only have service at 2 o'clock okay. on Sundays. All right. Unheard of at that time. Even pastors, you know, from uh, organizations were telling me, you will never get people to get up and come to church at 2 o'clock That's on too, too bad an hour to come. Bad yeah. hour, bad hour. And I said, that's the only hour I got. I sit. They don't. They don't. They they got their their, their mornings, and they're giving me two o'clock. Okay. So I went for it. Okay. But uh, he he started crying. He started crying when I said yes, because he said I I've been praying for a man like you. To come. And rent this church out because I can't reach these people out here no uh. more. Mm. And in that time, it was gang infested, you know. And uh, he came, he was on, you know. They 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 were uh, they were not up to game. Yeah. So he knew that here's a young man coming in with a heart after souls like this. Yeah. And so you moved in that place. I moved in there, and you know we would get our stuff in. And I kid you not, uh, Chief and uh, Godly Gate man, I tell you, you know. Uh, I did a, a rally in the in a parking lot, big old rally. You know, there's people that helped me out. But I did a rally there and it was packed. There was there was there was at least a thousand some people. Wow. Freaked, freaked me out because now I just had fifty people and I was like, What am I gonna what am I doing? You know, what's going on? You know, so uh I had people that helped me, but I wasn't prepared for that much. Wow. And so we were you know, I just, you know, just went for it. At that point, you know, there's organizations that kept, you know, they they were keeping an eye on me, like, oh, he, he's doing it. Who's you know? this up and no, coming no, kid? Yeah, man. no, nobody wants you when you're down, when you're small. <laughs> but when you're growing, everybody wants you. You yeah. know, and, and <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, it's so true, right? So, how long were you at that church? That that was another three and a half years. Okay, so you put in some time. You so I the- proved them wrong. You could have church at 2 o'clock. Yeah, like I said, if you got something to offer, people are going to come. People will come. And, but you did your work. You're out there and stuff like Plowing. that. Plowing. Okay, now from that church, where did you go next? From that church, I went to another church down in Palm Springs called Desert Chapel. Good friend of mine, uh, Fred Donaldson, Four Square Church. And uh, he's got a humongous church. That guy can sit, he had a church, but he can sit about 2,000 people. So when I went, when he 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 kept an eye on me, and, and uh, that's that I got ordained under that, then, and then uh, the four square, and then all of a sudden, you know, he goes, "Come on over here, and I won't charge you anything." And what? But I was like, "Okay, you can keep the same time, same thing, everything." But when I walked in there, I was like, "Whoa, you know, now now we look like we're three people again because yeah, it's a humongous it's place, so big, right?" But you know, I started from there. He he gave me some time. Little did I know. That uh, he was keeping an eye on me. He was keeping an eye on me because there was there was a there was a, a blessing around the corner. I didn't know that. And as he kept an eye on me, kept an eye on me. One month, two months, three months, just keep on going. And I didn't know what was gonna happen. He says, "You know what, Jesse? I got a church for you. You got the people. There's a church in India that doesn't have a pastor." Oh my gosh! I'm and telling I'm you. Like, you know, India. And I remember this pastor, evangelist, uh, he, he's passed away already, but he said, uh, I see you in India. One time he was preaching in our church, and he said, I see you in India. And I, he stopped in the middle of his preaching, he said, I see you in India. And I looked at him, like, I looked at my wife, like, well, well, 
I didn't even go over there to score drugs, you know. I'm like, what am I going to do in Ninja, you know? <laughs> and it's, and uh, but uh, I just kept it in the back burner. Okay. You know, and so when he said that, uh, I always I just kept it. When they offered me that building, he said, there's no pastor. They haven't had a pastor. You have the people. You have the zeal. You have the, the call. Wow. But they don't have a pastor. You have the people. You need a building. Uh, and uh I went to go check it out. And uh I, I didn't I didn't even say no because it takes many, many years for a pastor to build a church. Millions, oh yeah. millions, millions of dollars. And I always told my wife, you know, babe, God's gonna give us a church. I always told her that, you know, and uh I always told her I don't got time to raise up millions. I, I, I need God to to give us give us something because well, you, I don't got yeah, time for that. You were building your faith this whole time, you know. I, I you know like how, and even as I'm speaking it now, I can see how the story and all, all the all the stages, yeah, that God was putting me through. And plan. in between all that stuff, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happened, of course, you know, and uh, the good and the bad and the ugly. So when did you move into that church in India? What year do you remember? Uh, I've been there now 17 years. Okay. So yeah. you've been over there. I was, I think I was about 33. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So now you're over there and you have a kind of, uh, you have, that was, it was hard. It was hard because they went through six pastors. Dang. Wow. So, it, you know, and I, and it's documented. And so when I went there, I was like, okay, we're, you know, I had the people and there are some people there that just, when I showed up, who's this young guy? I still, you look young. Yes. And they left. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, man, I need your money. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave. Come back. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, uh, but, uh, they, you know, there was, uh, there was, uh, there was a transition. It wasn't as easy as I thought it would be, but uh, I had to, I had to do it. That the transition had to be quick. If not, it was gonna, it, it was gonna, Get ugly, yeah. It's gonna get ugly. Yeah, definitely. So you make the transition. The people that were with you are with you. Boom. And then since then, uh, in that church, what what kind of outreach do you do? Were you there? What what's what's the kind of thing? Tools, ideals that you do to to draw people into your church? Well, well, now that we're there, we're settled. Now that everything's you know a little more like a headquarters. You know, we have I have my leaders said everything's you know based and took took many years to do that uh we'll do to outreach first of all i have i have uh two two men's homes mm-hmm. which uh you know i very appreciate a lot because you know that that's you don't see that much what does it take for men to come into your men's home what are your requirements it just be a sinner okay yeah, yeah. just, be a sinner. Like just come in and you just, just want to change okay you want to change yeah okay come on in Beautiful. And let's talk. Let's talk. You know, and just that's a requirement. Just want to change. You want to change? Yes. Okay. Come on in. Beautiful. What do you want? Beautiful. And we got one for the women also. Okay. And I I got good home directors that 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 take care of that as a couple, that work that 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 take care of the the homes. Good leaders. And uh, we also do outreaching. Basic outreaching, like everyone, you know, well, I don't know if everyone does it now, but we still go out to the streets, still knock on doors, still preach in the streets, uh, go out and uh, have street uh, rallies, you know, like with the rap music, hip-hop music, Christian hip-hop, 
Christian oldies, things like that. Uh, we we also uh, <clears throat> we also do the like when we're getting ready for Harvest Fest, and of course people get all all weird on this day. You know, churches shouldn't, shouldn't celebrate Halloween. Uh, but I'm not celebrating Halloween. I'm being a, a light in darkness. Yes. And if we can't be a light in darkness, and who if the church shuts the doors down, you know, then who's gonna who's gonna win these people? You yeah. know, this is a good this is a good time to win all these people. All the freaks come out at night, baby. Yeah. You know, this is it's a good time. You know, this is a this is a perfect time. You know? you, you you mentioned earlier that um, there were those as you started doing stuff because a lot of people, you know, at first when they're small, they don't notice anything. The seas start doing something. Uh, they were keeping an eye on you. Yeah. People were keeping an eye on you. Are you keeping an eye on people? You got some people you're keeping an eye on. Some young up and comings. The ones, yeah, yes, the ones I keep an eye on are most practically most of the ones that in in house. Uh, I don't mess with anybody else's people outside unless they ask for help. Uh, but it's in house. I keep an eye, see if there's a call in their life. Yeah. Uh, see, see what God, you know, if there's a uh, church call, a pastor, an evangelist, and I, I do see all that. But I've, I've learned, I've learned, and the reason I've, I've, I say I've learned, I've learned from, uh, from other people's mistakes. Yes, I didn't want to make the same mistakes other people made because I've, I've read books, I've known people, they planted churches, and ten years, ten years later, they're gone. Uh, and it was all because they were forced to do it. So I, I didn't want to be that. I wanted to make sure that if I'm going to do something, that it's, it's going to be stable and it's going to be God. I've heard it said that uh, leaders are readers. And I hear you keep saying that. You know, you, you study. I study. I read. I read a lot. Boy. I read a lot. I like to read. I love to read. Not the internet. I love to read books. Just, just I still wear paperback. I still go to... Uh, whatever I can get my hands on, I read it. I read that. That's what I read. That's uh, powerful. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what keeps you sharp. Like I says, like we were talking earlier tonight, like it says, everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm-hmm. And like Gabe, you know, he's building a new community, a whole crew over there. You're building your church, you know. I'm mentoring people, you know, mentoring mm-hmm. leaders. And, uh, man, I just I love your journey because it's honest, it's real. And no fluff there, you know, hard fluff. work. Yeah, hard tough, work. Tough times in between, stuff like that. Very tough. Very but tough. but you're doing the stuff now. And like earlier tonight, you mentioned to me about uh, there was a possible church open. How far from your church is that place? It's not that far. There's this church that they, they uh, uh, one of my elders, because I, I, have, I have elders also in my church that I put around me, take care of me, look after me. Uh, I try to keep myself safe. Yes, uh, you know because I gotta have accountability also. Yeah, and and uh, I have leaders. I have a, a you know council, but one of my elders, they uh, they were connected to a church organization, and there's no pastor there neither. That church is in, right in the middle of the neighborhood. I mean, straight in in the mm. in the belly of the whale. You know, and so, prime fish in there, yes. And we already had a a, a men's service there. We we, we kind of kicked it off, kind of checked it out, and so uh, you know, we're on the process of you know they're talking. You know, uh, does Pastor Jesse have anyone to put in there? I'm sure I do. So I already told him I do have somebody. Uh, 
what I do at campus, maybe you know, you know, it all depends on how everything's gonna go. You know, I just, I just wanna, I just wanna do it right. You wanna spread your wings yeah, and get out there, just right, reach you know. as many people as you can, right? And like you said, have a good foundation and, and do it right. Like I said, boy, that's yeah, it's, it's 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 beautiful. You know, I had a I had another church out there in Grand Terrace that uh <clears throat> for for a couple years, and I was I I I uh. I took care of that church for a bit, uh, but they decided the organization decided to sell it, mm-hmm. so they sold it. But you know, uh, uh, if there's a building that they're willing to offer me, I'm willing to take it. There you go, there you go, and you know, I want the Lord's direction on it yeah. and stuff like that. But the good part is, is you've got yourself prepared, correct, for whatever is necessary. Gabe, any questions you'd like to ask him? Yeah, one. Uh, how'd you get hooked up with uh, Living Word? At what point? Uh, organization. Well, that's a, that's a long story in itself, you know, <laughs> uh, because I was in Times Christian. I was my yeah. own person. Yeah, understand. I was I, I wasn't sent out from an organization. Yeah. I was my own person. Yeah, independent. Um, but then I met you know other pastors that you know uh, that have been around for a while, and someone told me you know meet this person that person. And I don't want to put no name drops out there, but you know that's how I, you know, I says okay, well, you know, uh, someone hit me up. One of the pastors hit me up, said, you know, you can join our organization. I'm not, I'm not. If you, I'm living where in the desert, but at this moment, I'm, I don't, I'm not part of any other living yeah. word organizations. I'm Foursquare, but not any other living words, I'm not, I'm not uh, affiliated with them. But you know. That it did start like that, and it's yeah. it's a good thing because it's a good learning process, a good thing to learn, and uh, and, it, and it helped me out to understand how to how to do conferences. I learned how to do a conference. I've done many conferences over there. I've done uh, you know uh, men's conferences. So you know, I did learn some things from the. Uh, this this other yeah because organizations it's all about organizations administration putting things together because a lot of people don't realize that pastors you know that's why we need to surround ourselves with good people right. that are good with money or good with setting up events you know and yeah. sound systems right. and right. properties and rentals and man there's a whole, pastors have a lot of work a lot of work yeah. and you got a beautiful wife beautiful and, beautiful and what part does she play in the ministry. Well, right now, this very moment as we speak, you know, she's, uh, we're, we're having church. But I can get away because I got great leaders, great preachers, raised up great men. My wife is a, a she's a administrator in the office. She won't let me have a, a secretary. <laughs> How about that? Huh? You want your PPA? I'm right here, baby. She says, "All right," but uh, she won't let me have a secretary. You know, she's she, she, she's right there. She's right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's taking care of daddy, and uh, but she's also she also sings. She's a worship leader. Oh, my nice. daughter, my daughter now is is uh, doing worship. Wow. And uh, playing a uh, um a synthesizer. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm very happy with that. You know, seeing uh, the growth. But she, but my wife is, is is excellent in what she does. Everything she does is excellent. Uh, she puts her whole heart into it. Uh, she's uh she she has women's Bible studies in the mornings on Wednesdays. She she has women's. Uh, she's not doing me at times. Sometimes she does me. I'm like, hey, so hold on, you know. But but she's fired up. She because women are difficult. They got yeah. you. Got to put the word in them because now they go wild. You know, it's just, it's just, you got to tame them. 
One woman. You know, I mean, ten women uh, equal one man. Uh, <laughs> man, tell me. So, so for people to uh, come to your church, uh, you know, to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? You have a, a website? You yeah, have, yeah. You, you can just go to www.livingworditd.org, and it just it pops up. Okay, Living Word in Indio, California, which is close to Palm Springs. Close to Palm Springs, Rancho Mirage, uh, Yeah, anybody out there, you know anybody, family, friends? I always tell people, Church Alive is worth a drive. It's just right there. Yeah, there you go. There you go, Living Word. And I've been fortunate. We've been, me and Godly Gabe, been fortunate enough to be able to come visit the church. I was very happy that you did. Amazing church. Seriously, folks, amazing church. Very loving people. Uh, great food, you know, got to eat after, you know, at the restaurant that you have. But it's um, on fire church, yeah. praying people, yeah. shouting people, excited people. Right. You know, it's alive. The church is alive out there. Right. And like it says, men's home and a lady's home, that's that's a big deal because Jesus, when he, when he said when he comes back, he's going to look to see did you, did you feed me when I was hungry? And did you, you house me when I needed a place to live? There did you, you put some clothes on me, you know, when I was naked? You know, did you come see me when I was sick? And so the Living Word Church, I can tell you, Pastor Jesse, he's we. I've got to spend some time with him. He's lived with us and been around us, and yes. and uh, we support each other because we love each other. And right. uh, it's a cool thing, like I says, it's um, Living Word Church. And did you enjoy it when we went over? Yeah, there? I just want to comment on you know. Awesome story, but I said I hope those that are listening are more encouraged, you know, because right. so many people think that you have to like go to Bible college, you know, go sit underneath another pastor for ten years until they give you the okay. Right. And personally, I've been against that, you know, my yes. whole life. You know, I'm similar, nowhere near as great as your success, but just you know, you have a heart after God, and you just literally do it. And then I think what's powerful about your story, powerful is like you did it year after year and then God was able to use you in different directions rather than if you had somebody directly over you or if you were under a certain organization, Mm -hmm. you know, you may have kind of mimicked that rather than doing your own, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think that's amazing thing. Yeah. That's harder work. That's but, a, the name of this program, Street Guide to Leadership. You yeah. did it right from the street, straight right from, from the, the street. get-go, you know? You, you know, when you're, you're talking to me, I'm straight from the street, straight from the street, call from the street, yeah. call from when I was 18, 22, and, and, it's, and it's, you know, the book is still, yeah. Yeah, when, still on the process. When, when somebody says, man, I'd like to have what you have, Pastor Jesse, are they willing to do what you've done for this? Because you've you married, you know, beautiful kids. They're involved in the ministry, you know, having to raise money, you know, at tough times, lean times, going through things, sacrificing things. And uh, then we always have people that we work with in churches that, you know, get upset with us or we didn't say the right thing or we didn't hug them enough times. I mean, we're dealing with human beings. But for us, you know, like it says, you got a call from God. This isn't just a call from your mama or somebody. This is a call from God to do this stuff. Uh, we just have a few more minutes left, but what I'd like you to do is take about two or three minutes, four minutes, and give a message out to everybody listening, a message of encouragement or wisdom, whatever God lays in your heart. And I know you're just in season, out of season, and ready to give a, a word about the hope that lies within inside of you, brother. Fire us up here. Yeah, well, you know what? You know, G- Jesus Jesus is the one that calls us. And, and, and in order for you to know your calling, you got to have that relationship with the Father, you know, and you have to be serious with yourself and your family. Okay, what am I, what, what, what am I going to do? What did God call me to do? 
and be serious about it. It's not about money. It's not about, you know, what, what car you drive. It's not about, you know, forget TV and all that other stuff. Is it, what, what is it, what is it that you, God called you to do? And when you, you figure that out through prayer and, and, and being under the submission of a, of a good leader, and help you out. I learned that being around, uh, the Bible says, uh, be, hang around with uh, men of wisdom and you have great success. Mm. And uh, this is, I lost my mom in March and uh, I went through some things here in Jan- the beginning of January. And I've, I've you know, uh, no matter what you go through, you know, your faith will always hold you. If I went this far, I'm not going to let it go. There you go. Absolutely not. Not for man, not for anything. And so you, you you have to hold on to the faith, the Bible says. Fight the good fight of faith. Beautiful, beautiful. Fight the good fight of faith. Don't Ooh. let it go. No matter what. Don't hear the whispers. Don't hear what's going on. No matter what's going on. You know, if you're called by God, that's, you know, I tell, I tell a person, you know, I'm going to start doing, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And I told them, come see me in 20 years. <laughs> come see me in 20 years. That's how long I've been pastoring. Mm-hmm. Come see me in 20 years. And they look at me like I'm a, you know, well, you know, come see me 20 years, see if you're still there. Exactly. And then they just walk away, you know, like, it's like that when Jesus talked to that rich man and says, you've done this, you've done that. Yeah, but there's one thing you lack. There's one thing you lack. Give your riches to the poor and follow me. Walked away with his head down. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, brother, that's a challenge. It's <laughs> hey. a challenge. So, yeah. You know, if, 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 if it's, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. And this is something that I'm willing to die for. Man, yeah, I will die for it. And if I was willing to die for the neighborhood, I, I will die for this. For the there gospel. Go, sure will, sure will. Yeah, this is my life. And they may come soon. <laughs> well, that's my life, you know. This is this is my life. It's just life. This is this is what this this is who I am. This is who I am. This is what evolves around me is is is, is Jesus, the ministry. I have no other choice. Where my nice. you know, no nobody has another choice. Uh we have choices but you know, uh, this is it. This is this is it right here. God you loves know, the hardcore. This is it right here. You know, we 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 ride hard. Yeah. Right. We ride hard, That's man. It. You re- you remind me of the Apostle Paul when he said, "But none of these things move me." Neither do I count my life dear to myself, but I'm going to finish the course, and that's what I know you're on. You're on that course that God's called you to be on. This isn't, you know, just somebody's bright ideal. Correct. This is a God call. He pulled you into his family there, and he's raised you up. You know, it hasn't been some fancy school or this or that, like I says, but literally, I like it right from the street. Straight from the street. You know, because a lot of people get pampered and soft this, you know, or... You know, get this, given to them and stuff like that. But oh, we yeah. all know that whatever we work for, we appreciate so much more. You know, it's a, it's a cool thing. And, and, and it's you stay fresh like this. Like I said, staying with the people, getting with the people, Correct. loving on the people. Loving, you know? on, loving on them is a big deal. Oh, loving on yeah. them is a big deal. Yeah. You know, they're already crushed. They're already destroyed. We got to love on them. You got to love on them. You, you know, and loving on them is what's going to restore them. You know, our 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 vision is to restore the hearts, hearts of what, hearts of family, hearts of our youth, is is to restore hearts. That's what that's where it's all at. You know, let God restore you back. Well, you're the living word in the desert there, and um, like I says, boy, you got a big big 
future in front of you, you know, and we just take it one step at a time. But like I says, with your attitude there, you're, you're still standing, you're still committed, you're still in there fighting the good fight, and you, and you understand it's faith. That's a whole lot of times, and because says we, we, we want to be able to see it, but God says, be able to visualize it in your mind, you know. Right. I'm giving you these ideals, you know, different ways to reach people, touch people, and be thankful for the people that uh, you have with you. And especially, like he says, you've built up leaders, so you can be able to come and spend that evening with me. Yeah, well, oh, well yeah. you know, the home house is got, being taken care of. What a blessing to just be around, you know. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Oh, you no, know, this is... I, I appreciate, you know, just being around real people. You know, you want to be around real people, uh, takes the best out of you. Well, you like know I that said, you're loved and appreciated. Well, I like it the day you came over and you sat in my backyard there and it was cool. We all got to hang out there, but yeah. it was funny. It was about 90 degrees, you know, when we were back there. Right. But to him, to uh, Pastor Jesse, it was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because India nice. gets a little bit hotter and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, listen, man, we, 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 like I says, I like it. Iron sharpens iron. So does the brother sharpen the countenance of one another. We're, we're always in training. You know, we're, all, we're in the spiritual gym all the time, you know, doing Holy Ghost push-ups and sit-ups and running laps and all that stuff like that. So we can be better prepared everywhere we go. Like we, you know, as we were talking earlier with other fellows, they're planting churches, doing things like that. We network together with other people that are doing the That's stuff. The key. Yes. Yeah. We got, we all rub off on each other. And, and, you know, when we catch on somebody who's rubbing off the wrong way, we need to, you know, love them from a distance, move them on and realize, hey, you know what? You know, that's not the way I live. And so, you yeah, know, like I said, so you, be it. you know, we got we got things to accomplish, you know. And we, we got a, a life that we're thankful, grateful, and appreciative of, you know. So those of you that have been tuning in, this is the Street Guide to Leadership, Pastor Jesse Sanchez from uh, Indio, California, not too far from Palm Springs. You know, it's kind of like where I live in Anaheim. They go, what's that? It goes by Disneyland. By Disneyland. You know, Godly Gabe, he's over there in a place called Lake Elsinore. Lake Elsinore. And, uh, man, he was in Vegas this last week doing something like that. This Saturday we're going to be at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. Awesome. In noontime, uh, Big Chill is going to be going there. He's got a yeah. band, full band concert. They're going to have a car, bike show, all that kind of stuff. And so come on over there. Uh, I'm going to be talking to a friend of mine a little bit, like my Church of God. So Pastor Sean, Bishop Sean, if you're tuning in, uh, I'm going to be texting you up over there because, like I said, uh, you might have some in the neighborhood that my brother Jesse can help out with over there, like I said, because it's all about networking together, all of us working together. Any final thought Godly gave you'd like to give to everybody? Yes, hopefully everybody was as as encouraged as I was. I mean, I'm pumped, you know, ready to do some spiritual push-ups right now. Yeah. And one thing that stuck out to me that you said, and I hope that those that are listening really, you know, want to take that step, like, hey, I've been walking with God for a minute. Maybe I should start a Bible study. You know, maybe I should go for it and go start a church. Like you said earlier, as far as being at the right place, right time with that older blind guy. Yes. I believe there's a ton of churches that are kind of dying out. They need some new blood, a new pastor, a new leader, somebody to go through. So, you know, I, uh, if you have a church and you're old and you're, you know, move out of the way. Let somebody, some young blood come in yeah, and take over your church. Yeah, and Don't be ashamed. You know? Yeah, keep it going, you know, because we're all, we all have the same purpose. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Give any, someone give someone a chance. Give someone a chance. Any final thought, Pastor Jesse? You know, this is my final thought. Come on now. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love. All right. There you go. 
That's it. <laughs> the greatest is love. For God so love yes, the, greatest is the love. world. So love the world. So my friends, hey, make sure to share this podcast with people everywhere and show some love for them people. Like I says, uh, this friend that I was going to meet with this week who started the Vineyard M- Music Movement. That's powerful. Uh, we, we were going to meet. But he had a stroke, so now he's in the hospital, but I'm staying in touch with him. Like I says, we're not promised tomorrow, my right, friends. Right, right. Tonight is the night. Give your life to Jesus. And like I says, if you're serious about it, you're gonna you're gonna experience with Pastor Jesse oh, yeah, the yeah. power. Yeah, you only you you only heard a little bit, you know. And uh yeah, you have to experience the power. Okay, right. so you have been tuning in to the street guide to leadership. The real Dr. Phil and my co-partner, Gabriel Godley, and my wonderful friend, Jesse Sanchez, Living Word Church, Living Word in the Desert, boy, Living Word in the Desert, and Sean, we thank you so much, our uh, host over here at Hope Recovery. God bless everybody and stay high on Jesus. Jesus. Anaheim was the city where we made up the goods. 95 was the kid that we came up with the plan. Now we just need a name. It's called it set free, man. Two miles of one 